0: Most of you are messing up your personal brand with your lack of communication skills. Your sloppy communication that you think doesn't matter does. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engaged Learning at Workinsports.com, Brian Clapp. I want to mix things up a little bit today. I am not answering a fan question. Now, that is not to say I don't love fan questions. I love fan questions. Please send me your questions. You can send them to bclap at workinsports.com. Matter of fact, I say you go one better. Why don't you record yourself asking me a question? If you record yourself asking the question and you can either send it to me on LinkedIn, email it to me, DM me on Twitter at workinsports, We will grab that piece of video and incorporate you into our production. So on the podcast, you'll hear your voice. Hey, Brian, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm a junior in college who was just starting. On our YouTube channel, you'll see yourself because we're going to put it together and we're going to make it sound really good and look really good. And I'd rather have you asking the question than me going on these long diatribes, reading what you wanted. Now, there's an important distinction there. It reminds me, did you know that we actually have a video component for each show? For our expert interviews, for our Monday podcasts. We also create a lot of video content to support those episodes. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have really cool content there. Our content team, Kevin Zwicker, Jacqueline Shin, Chris Culp. We are creating really cool content that not only goes out on the podcast, but is also on our YouTube channel. Subscribers are growing there a lot. Subscribers are growing on the podcast a lot. We're happy to be reaching out to more and more of you and making a difference in your sports career. So just know, if you prefer to watch the video, we're there. If you prefer to listen, we're there. Matter of fact, I would say do both because then that helps my data points. And when I go to meetings with my boss, I can say, hey, look how great we're doing. We have these numbers rising over here, with these numbers rising over there. So you're contributing to my happiness. Thank you for being here. Okay. Subscribe. You won't regret it. That's the overarching point. It will make me look good. So time for the rant. Instead of doing a fan question, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant today. I like to do this every once in a while. Get things off my chest. Try to help you guys out. I am not some old man yelling at you to get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I am trying to give you real hardcore advice to help you. And here's the deal today. Most of you, most of you are messing up your personal brand with your lack of communication skills. That sounds harsh. I get it. This is not a lecture. This is a time to learn and to be open to it. I want you all to be open to this learning experience because I think your personal brand is extremely important. Your first impression is extremely important, but most people are looking at it wrong. Most people, when they hear the the term, personal brand, they think, oh, that's how I represent myself on Twitter, or what my LinkedIn profile looks like, or those TikTok videos I've made, or that YouTube video that I've made, or the blog, or some of my work, maybe my cover letter. That's my personal brand. And I'm here to tell you that's part of it, but that's not all of it. There's a lot more that goes into it. And the number one way that people make mistakes, because again, all that stuff I just listed YouTube channel, blogs, social media posts, all that kind of stuff, that's the sexy part of personal branding. That's the stuff you can see and touch and feel and understand, right? It's exciting. It's provocative. But the less exciting part of that, but even more important, is your written communication. Okay, I know. Right now you're thinking, okay, great. Somebody's going to tell me about how I need to be a better writer and a better communicator. And yeah, actually, that is a little bit of it. I was going to try to sugarcoat it a little bit, but that is a lot of it. Okay. Your personal brand, let's get into this. Your personal brand gets established the first time you interact with somebody. First time you meet somebody, however that is. Now, you think that may happen through these other platforms, but the most often way that it happens is through written communication, emails, texts, comments, posts, okay? That is the embodiment of you. That is your personal brand that is you coming to life. And you may not think of it that way, but it's true. When you reach out to a potential contact on LinkedIn and you add a note, or you don't add a note, actually, that is a representation of your personal brand. When you email your professor to ask a question about class, that is a representation of your personal brand. When you write your cover letter, when you submit an application, when you email your boss, when you email your internship coordinator... All those things are representations of your personal brand, and they aren't as sexy. I get that. But guess what? Most of you are not taking those moments of communication serious enough, and it is hurting you more than you realize it. Your sloppy communication that you think doesn't matter matter. (laughs) does a lot. I cannot emphasize this enough. So, okay. Let's take the professor example for a second. We'll just start with that. A lot of you listening are in college. A lot of you listening have had professors at some point. You understand how this works, okay? First off, a lot of your professors, most of them are really connected people in the industry. So you should look at them not as just like, this is a person that's going to assign me stuff and look at them as a potential opportunity to get to know people, okay? So now what happens is you reach out to your professor And you send kind of a sloppy email of, I didn't really understand this assignment or I had trouble logging into the tool or blah, blah, blah. I see these a lot, okay? And it makes me cringe because for one, you're not being clear in your communication. You're not explaining what the problem is clearly. You're not giving them enough information to be successful and to help you. You're not even giving enough information for the other person to help you. And in so doing, you know what happens? You don't realize this because it kind of quietly happens in the back recesses of the professor's mind. But you know what they do? They put you in a category. They think to themselves, this person is low potential. Now, they're not going to admit that. They're not going to tell you like, oh yeah, I put you in that bucket first day. But trust me, they are. They are looking at their class and they're thinking 10% of you are going to be the people that change the world in the sports industry, maybe within some constraints, maybe not change the world, but you know, you're know, you not all going to be president. Neither am I. 10% of you are going to get out there and really make a difference, and 80% of you are probably um, going to fall somewhere out there but not really make a huge difference, and 10% of you, just who knows, right? And I'm making up some of those numbers, maybe not that harsh right but they are evaluating as they go through because they're establishing where does it make the most sense for me to put the majority of my effort who should i focus on who are my all-stars who are the people i can lean into internship coordinators look at the same way they look at the group they analyze the group they see who's the stars and they lean into the stars so do you want to be a star or do you want to be that person kind of in the middle now let's go another level Let's say you reach out to me on LinkedIn and you add a note. You have 300 characters to add a note for your communication. You should always do that. Okay. Don't just click the button, connect with somebody and expect your job to be done. But let's say you wanted to connect with me and you add a note and it's 300 characters that you can spend in there. And many of you do this and some of you do it well, most of you don't, but you should be drawing a connection, explaining why it makes sense to connect telling a little bit about yourself and then setting up the next parts of your relationship. So it could be something like, and I'm just going to spitball this off the top of my head, but just, you know, roll with me. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm a college junior. I've always wanted to work in operations and in the NBA. I would really love to connect and learn more about your career and how you got to this point. Okay, right there. You set the stage for your communication. You proofread it. You make sure there's no sloppy mistakes in there. You grammatically check it, make sure it looks good and sounds good. And then you send that on. That establishes your brand right there because when I receive that, I may look at that and say, oh my gosh, this person, okay, I get exactly what they want into this. I get exactly why they're communicating with me. I think that they're probably worth a little bit of my time. If you just click a button, I don't feel that. I don't know that. If you write a really sloppy one or if I connect with you and then you send me 12 paragraphs on your, your entire life story, I'm not interested in that. Okay, your clarity in your communication is extremely important and your your professionalism that you get out there. That is your brand. Now, again, I have messed this up before, so I'm not telling you you have to be perfect, but I am literally right now. Our sports career game plan, we're in 50 colleges and universities across the nation, and we have over 2000 students that are in our program. We have an online program. It is to teach people how to get hired in the sports industry. And it's awesome. I mean, I'm biased. I created it, but it's really awesome. OK, No okay. and so this is a time of year as we start into the fall semester where I go out and speak in a lot of colleges or we have a lot of students that are onboarding and they will email me if they're having a problem logging in or some sort of a problem or they'll go to our customer service department and they will communicate about what problem they're facing. And I will get broken emails with terrible sentence structure, grammatical problems, slang, sloppy, saying like, I'm having trouble getting to the assignment that I need to do. And then that's it. And I'm like, okay, so can you send me a screenshot? Can you tell me what you tried to do? Can you give me a little bit of an explanation of something that gives me something to work with here? Like, can you give me some information? Again, this isn't just me standing on some platform saying like, I wish people communicate with me better. I'm telling you, this is the communication that I see out there all the time. And that establishes your brand from day one. When I had Mike Nelligan on the show Two weeks ago, the CMO of Vayner Sports, he was saying that first impression nowadays comes through email communication. Folks reach out for potential job opportunities. Hey, I'm interested in working with you, and I and they've spelled our, the name of our company wrong. If you spell my name wrong, if you spell the name of my company wrong, that outreach is going to be deleted because it shows your lack to detail and that I wouldn't be able to trust you with communication. That's your brand impression. They file it away. They remember that. My point in bringing up that I've also made the mistake is that I don't expect perfection. You're going to mess up at times. I reached out to a guest one time that I really wanted to have on the show. I was super excited to have them on the show. And I was moving too fast, trying to do too many things. And I wrote a sloppy email to them and I sent it. And you know what? They accepted the uh, LinkedIn connection, but they never responded to me again. I reached out to them. I said, I'm sorry for that. That was really sloppy. Let me be a little more clear. I tried to reach out again and again nothing ever happened. Now, you could tell me that there were any myriad of reasons for why they didn't reach back out again and why we never made that connection. What I'm going to tell you was I made the wrong brand impression. They didn't think I was worth their time. This person, she did not think she wanted to give me an hour of her time to be on the Work in Sports podcast because I didn't represent it well enough. That's what I'm trying to prevent for all of you. Don't ruin your chances with people or opportunities by being sloppy and without being thorough. So Let's give this some takeaway advice. Let's give this some actionable advice. Couple things. For every time you're communicating with somebody, when you're communicating for the first time, when you're communicating with them anytime. Five or six tips. Take every communication point seriously. Literally think to yourself like, do I need to send this? Like, does this need to be in an email? Does this need to be something that I do in this format? Does this add value to our conversation? Is it really important that I get this done in email? People get inundated with emails. We get so many things, okay? Make sure you are selective in that process, okay? Make good use of subject lines. If you send a subject line that says problem or error or something kind of nondescript, you're not setting the stage for the conversation, and you're also not giving it enough importance to the person that may be you know, responding to it. If it's a professor, mm-hmm. I was using that kind of error or problem kind of scenario. But if you can be a little bit more descriptive in your subject line, uh, that can set the stage for proper communication. It kind of sets the tone for what's coming next. Make messages clear and brief. Okay. Use bullet points. If you're sending four or five paragraphs, it's a lot for somebody to digest. If you send an introduction and then give three bullet points with, like, the points you really need to make or make sure are clear, and they're phrases more than, like, incredibly written sentences, sometimes your point can get through a lot faster and better because people do tend to skim. People do tend to get to the point quickly. So clear, brief, and Make sure you give the proper amount of details. What I mean by that is if you have a problem, make sure you articulate it enough so the other person can help solve it. If you have a request, make sure you're clear with that so the other person knows how to take action. If you have a question or like a career-focused thing or something, anything, just go back and read it like you were them before you send it and make sure you understand that your message got through clearly and will get through clearly, okay? Okay doesn't have to be Ernest Hemingway prose. It just needs to be prose as in P-R-O-S-E. You're with me. It just needs to be organized well, clear, and to the point. Make sure somebody can read it and understand. Go back and read it aloud and check for two things, your tone and your grammar. Like If you read it out loud and it doesn't sound right, go back and fix it. Or if you notice spelling errors or whatever, fix that before you send it. But at the same time, read it with a really critical voice so that you're listening for tonal issues. A lot of times an email, tone doesn't come through that well, and you can kind of make it sound like you're chastising somebody, or you can kind of make it sound like you're judging somebody, even if that's not what you intend. My overarching point in this and this rant that I really want to complete now is that you need to really think and be intentional about your communication. That is your first brand impression. When you reach out to people, they're going to perceive you. Make sure you're making those moments count. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward. If you do that, you're going to be in a better position because you're going to be established at a better point, and then you can grow from there rather than being established at a really low point and having to always work yourself out of that hole. Trust me, these little brand moments matter, so make sure you focus on them. All right, that's enough for this episode, but I'm coming up on Wednesday. Dan Heck, who is the Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing and Fan Engagement at Auburn University, Great interview. Super cool guy. Started out at Central Michigan University, went to University of Arizona, now at Auburn. It has been for the last four or five years. And what's really interesting as we talk through the career paths of college athletics, the demand and what's happening out there right now but also why it's so important sometimes to jump around in college athletics and to relocate for new experiences. And I mean, going from central Michigan to Auburn, we're talking budgets too. Like there's so much more he can do at his disposal. Super creative guy, big talks on marketing and fan engagement in college athletics. So make sure to tune into that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Always, always, always love having you here.